This country is founded by people who were into aliens, man. George Washington, man, he was in a cult. And the cult was in aliens, man. You didn't know that? No. Oh, man, they were way into that type of stuff, man. air from there, man. It's no good. It was the last day of school. Uh, Miss Crawford, I was thinking that maybe you and I can get together over the summer. I mean, it'll be legal. I mean, it, be... it was the first day of summer vacation. You guys know anything about a party here tonight? No, sir. It was a time they will never forget. There's a new fiesta in the making as we speak. I thought he was cute. Oh, that's you thought he was cute? Do you realize when he graduated, we were like three years old? If only they could remember it. Okay. So you're not going to go to law school? What do you want to do then? I want to dance. You going to be quarterback next year? I don't know. I might not even play. need of a serious attitude adjustment, young man. Super dominant male in a 50s greaser uniform. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> the 50s were boring, the 60s rocked, the 70s, oh my god, they obviously suck. Dazed and confused, see it with a bud. Behind every good man, there's a woman. And that woman was Martha Washington, man. And every day George would come home, she'd have a big, fat bowl waiting for him, man, when he'd come in the door, man. She was a hip, a hip, hip lady, man. Everybody. Welcome to the I'll See You in Hell podcast. My name is Ollie, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Nathan. Say hello, Nathan. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> and Nathan hinted at, but we're covering the 1993 comedy Dazed and Confused. This movie is directed by Richard Linklater. It stars Jason London, Parker Posey, Matthew McConaughey, Ben Affleck, and a gentleman named Wiley Wiggins. Mm. Um, 1993, mm-hmm. as, it, as it came out, and the simple synopsis is this. This is the adventures of high school and junior high students on the last day of school in May of 1976. Mm-hmm. That's literally the entire plot. That's as much detail as you really need to know. Um, I just want to start off by saying that this is the most delightfully pointless movie on the face of the earth, and it is so enjoyable. I've yep. seen this movie at least a dozen times, and every time I think, I don't care. This movie has no purpose. It's amazing. Yeah, and there's not many movie. I mean, there's there's not many movies that can get away with having no point. I guess a high school coming of age movie would be one of those because uh-huh. they've just done a million times, and none of them have a point. They're all just somebody trying to survive and uh, and be somebody in high school. This is only over the course of like one day, though. Instead of like any, I mean, this literally kind of happens in one day. Um, and yeah, like as far as the background of this movie, you know, this was, uh, came out, you know, I'm again, I'm aging myself, but uh, when I was a junior in high school. So, you know, this is right up my alley with oh, the yeah. whole seniors versus, because I was getting ready to be a senior. It was the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the freshmen and all that kind of thing. Now, that being said, we didn't fucking, 
get a haze anybody <laughs> like <laughs> like they did. Yeah. I mean, the movie, the first half of the movie is essentially just a big haze fest, and then yeah, know, that happened in college. Actually, I had to wait till I got in college for some of that shit. But um, yeah, you you were in a fraternity though, so that had that stuff almost like you were at Hogwarts. Yeah, I know, but you started your college discussion. So let's not let's take mm. let's take it easy on Hogwarts mm. for a minute and mm. say, mm. what was it like getting you know pledging into a fraternity? Did you ever uh, have, did you ever ever have to paddle somebody, or did you ever get paddled? Like I so picture you had... like the Kevin Bacon <laughs> character from Animal House. Yes, sir, mm. I'll have another. Yes, sir, I'll have another. <laughs> thank you, sir. That was like one of the that was one of the things that we would always say to like the brothers, like thank you, sir, may have another, just to fuck with them a little bit. But uh, um, yeah, no, we we had paddles. You give paddles to your like your little your little brother in the house somebody that you you know um so you'd have like a little those are like a little like get together ritual thing where you give them paddles and whatnot but you never we never hit anyone with them they would just hang on your wall so we see we had a our fraternity was on the very cut so when i went to college it was on the you know it was about 10 about five ten years too late for the real shit that was going down you know like take yeah. parties in the streets and fucking the real hazen but there was still some hangers on in some of the other fraternities but we never we never did physical uh uh-huh. like we never, we never would put your hands on somebody or like spank them or anything like that mm-hmm. but you would uh well i mean <laughs> you wouldn't spank them <laughs> you'd put your hands on them every once in a while for various reasons but 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 yeah we didn't um but we do other we do more psychological things like um mm-hmm. you know blindfold <laughs> every everything almost everything had to do with i don't know if i should say it <laughs> anything everything always had to do something with trying to make people uncomfortable in yeah. however way you could do it whether it was tying them together real close uh making them hold hands while they went to the bathroom uh, <laughs> uh you know blindfold them and making them reach into the toilet and grabbing a piece of banana and squishing it uh, <laughs> we did all sorts of things uh so yeah and all oh that shit happened. All that shit happened to us first, though. So it's it's so that's the thing in these movies, Ollie. So this movie, you you watch it and you're like, man, these. And then the girls are doing it to the other girls, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, God, what a bunch of bitches. But the girls, the girls are doing it worse. They're doing I it mean, worse. They're really doing the humiliation thing. So they're really, I mean, the paddling is bad, but it's bro, not like bro. it's not like taking their ego and crashing it. Bro, that's just like college, though. When yeah. I was at college, the girls were way worse because they would do. I mean, the guys, you might get you know punch in the arm or you know mm-hmm. you know your underwear ripped up over your head or something you know something like that but the girls would do shit like we heard stories of some of the houses that would put they would take these freshman girls up in front of the rest of the house mm-hmm. put like a spotlight on them and then circle their problem areas with like mar- magic marker and shit Jeez. like that on their body shit like that dude which yeah. is way more fucked up than getting punched in the side of the head or something like that because that shit's sticks with you i think so the girls would have it way worse and this movie was the same they were just being fucking mean to them right uh, and you know and that's just the way it is man that's just the way it went man back but in the day something you said was interesting it was that you said like i went there and it wasn't as bad as it used to be or we missed the time when it was this this that or the other and it's yeah. exactly the same thing that's said in this film you remember there's a bit in there where they're talking about like i think it's slater's character who is the stoner right and he, he's just like yeah man our class they're a bunch of prudes it was like yeah five years ago man they were awesome and everybody from every era believes that they just missed the good one they missed yeah. the good times everybody yeah feels like or a time right like i don't yeah. think that I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't have joined 
10 years earlier because I'm not the kind of guy who wants to get punched and have to drink like a fucking fifth of vodka and puke in it and then drink it again. I'm not the kind of guy that wants to do that. So I was very happy a that we had a new house b that it was half full of nerds because it was a new house so they didn't really know how to haze you and then you know see that we never actually did that dude i i have a i'll tell the story now because this would be the there's a house uh that's right next to this bar called the coog um and uh they have this thing called the boot Mm -hmm. and it's a literal cowboy boot uh about this big you know it's Mm -hmm. a regular, regular cowboy boot and what they'll do is when you're 21, they'll take you over to the Coog and they'll start putting shit in it for you to drink. Mm-hmm. And the Coog will used to allow them to do it. I don't know if they still do. And they take the person, they take them over by the door because the person's probably going to puke and they'll take a big trash can, yada, yada, yada. One day I'm sitting there. I've never seen it happen. And one day I'm sitting there on the table by the door with some mm-hmm. buddies and we see this group of them come in with this 21-year-old guy mm-hmm. and they start taking this boot out. And then they start pouring stuff in it, like mm-hmm. uh, like warm boons and uh, chew spit. And uh, one guy walked over. He handed me a glass of beer and mm-hmm. said, put that over on the awning for a second until we grab it. I said, okay, I grabbed it. It was warm. I put it over on the awning. Mm. Poured it into the boot about two minutes later. What do you think that was, Ali? Oh, it was pee. Oh, man. So they had pee, chew spit, beer, all in this boot. They made this guy drink it, and he tried drinking it. He threw up in the boot, and then they made him drink the boot again, which had throw up in it. And he just couldn't get it down, obviously, and we just kept retching into the thing until they kicked him out. Uh That's the kind of shit that can go on. Right. So we never did that shit to people. And that's the shit I wouldn't have wanted to do. That was probably more prevalent 10 years before when I got there. So. There are so many different aspects of life that involve like rites of passage like this. I remember there was a documentary that um, I watched in like, it came out like 2008, but it was recorded in 2005 and it was called Carrier. And it was all about the USS Nimitz. And (gasps) basically it covered like their entire entire deployment. And one of the things that they do on aircraft carriers and apparently on all Navy ships is when the ship crosses the equator, they do like an initiation for the members of the crew that have never crossed the equator before. And it's like polywogs and something else. I've heard of this other than, other than on that show, I heard of it. And it's like a huge hazing exercise where the entire ship kind of like officers included all the different branches get together and like, you know, haze the new people and force them to like, you know, walk through fire hoses and all sorts of stuff. So, and, and, you know, everything has some form of initiation. Nowadays, I guess their modern form of initiation is called job interviews and it's <laughs> a lot of hell yeah. uh, and torture. Yeah, That's, but, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, there's other things now, right? It's like hazing people on social media or, yes. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it happens in person still. And I'm sure it happens at college still. But, but I even, uh, even I remember in 2005 watching that, they had sections of that documentary where the officers would come out and read this sort of like, sanitized version of what they were allowed to do like not right. allowed yeah, to yeah. speak harsh language to each other and all this stuff so don't put I, your hands on somebody but they put like a big glove on and then smack them because yeah. their hand didn't 
<laughs> wouldn't officially. So they, they sort of they sort of they sort of give the lip service, right? Yeah, and then like you know, I mean, I guess it's probably it's it's got to be it's big in sports, it's big in military, it's big in school. You know, I mean, my, because it, because fraternities were just men from wars that would come back and in World War Two came back and World War One or World War Two came back mm-hmm. and wanted those social groups. They wanted that feeling again in college. They all came back to college, and that's how fraternities started. Right. And so so yeah, it's the so they, uh, they brought that over, bro. Yeah, and, and there's a reason for it though. It brings yeah. you together. It's us against them thing. A lot of times there's, I'm not saying it's the best thing to do. And I'm not saying there are, and I am saying there are good, better ways to do it and way worse ways to do it, which you shouldn't go down that road if you're going to do that kind of thing. But um, I, I, there's a, I feel like, I feel like there's a, there's a use for it. You can get yeah. to the same point other ways. Right. This way it gets a lot faster. Well, <laughs> and us against, against them goes way faster when you're punishing somebody. We talked about this a couple of times before, I know from various podcasts, but one of the most, in my opinion, the most impressive organizations on earth is the Navy SEALs. And we've talked about yeah. book, books and such. They famously have a very rigorous training program that includes, includes Hell Week. And yeah. it's, been, it's been in documentaries, it's been in books. And they get, they basically get tortured for 16 weeks or six oh, yeah. months. Oh, yeah. And what I remember, I think it was McRaven's book talked about it. And basically there's genius in it because it, it, first of all, it takes down the individual. They have to survive as a team. They have to, it's always like, they're always broken into boat crews and they have to like band together. And to some degree, like that experience, that shared misery makes them stronger teammates and makes them mm-hmm. stronger unit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hope, you know, I know that things are changing and we are becoming, you know, a lot more PC isn't the word, but a little bit more sensitive to some of these things. And I hope that we at least find ways to under or come up with some other method of no, achieving that same I, outcome. And I don't know what that is. Maybe there is another method, but I don't want it. And I, well, I don't think it's necessary. And here's why. Yeah. So far, everything we've mentioned has been voluntary. Yes, absolutely. You join a fraternity, that's voluntary. Who doesn't know you're going to get fucked with when you join a fraternity? Right. You, you're a fucking idiot if you ha- if you don't know. Or you're just in some podunk town and never seen a movie or something like that. Who well, that's, doesn't that's, know you're going to get fucked with when you go to the Marines? Who doesn't right. know you're going to get fucked with when you go to the Navy SEALs before you oh, go yeah. in? If, if you're serious about researching it, you're going to know, right. especially you're now. Know. So there's really no excuse, and no one should feel sorry for these guys. They right. signed up for it. Yeah. They're fine. They're good. Yeah. It's good. And you want someone to be able to take pressure when they're getting shot at. Well, in fact, it's actually a good point you're bringing up because it is actually a a distinction in this movie. The women, the girls actually do get the choice. They're asked. They're asked. The guys don't. The guys are just, they're just beaten. But the the, the girls really given a choice though, because if they don't, then maybe they're ostracized the next year, but still they are given a choice. They don't have to fucking do that. Right. So, so, so I guess that's the difference when everyone gets their, you know, underwears in a bunch. Right. On some of these things. And some people like doing this shit, bro. Right. Some people like adversity. Jocko Willink loves fucking adversity. Yes. He he would volunteer for this stuff four times over, even if it was worse. He would volunteer for it. So people like to do what they want to fucking do. And if it ain't hurting anyone else, like if they're they're volunteering for it, just go fuck off, please. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, and it, it, I've heard it talked about and it doesn't necessarily have to be like torture or hazing though, but like to some degree, like, uh, I mean, I think it depends on the job, bro. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're a 007, maybe you should yeah. practice being tortured. So you well, won't give up our shit. And I've experienced this a little bit in my life. Like I, there's, you know, we've talked about my, 
unique volunteering that I get to do. It's kind of special. And I, I started doing it at 34, but there's a lot of, it's called advance and it's like kind of glamorous ish, but it's also very hard. But like, there are people who do it at like 21 or 20 who have had no other life experience and they go from zero to like, you know, helping air force one land and like, that's crazy, you know? And so like, it kind of perverts their perspective or they go, or people who get out of like, you know, four years of college and go straight into a six figure salary at Microsoft. Okay. Great. But like you and I and others who have, you know, who have had the shitty jobs, who have had the shitty apartments, who, you know, have, you know, sometimes live paycheck to paycheck or any of those things, like those things give you an appreciation of those like basic life things. Oh yeah, for sure. And when you, when you are able to achieve a little bit more comfort in some of those areas, you appreciate it more. I think it's Mm -hmm. important to remember that like, we're all like, you know, one or two life disasters away from a huge challenge in our life. And if we don't constantly like remind ourselves that that's possible, we're going to be in real trouble someday. So yeah, yeah. no, for sure. And, you know, it isn't a lot of these, some, you know, if you're, if you are sort of quote unquote privileged, it's not necessarily your fault that you're not, that you don't know how it is to not be privileged. I mean, you didn't have necessarily a choice. You're right. sort of brought up the way you're brought up too, but you know, Hey, we got the internet now. Get fucking educated. Well, the other thing too about, I'm glad you mentioned the word privilege because I think privilege is often thrown around and it's often, it's hilarious in my, in my regard, from this regard is that often the people who are throwing around privilege are often living from a very privileged lifestyle themselves. And they'll say like, it's, it kind of comes into the little bit of virtue signaling, right? It's easy to cast stones at other people and not look at yourself. And it's like a huge position. Like, it's kind of like everybody who believes that we could stay in lockdowns for 17 years, you know, like, it's like, okay, that's nice because you have a work from home job and you can exactly but there's a lot of people out there who work at restaurants or 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 run i'm not staying no goddamn lockdown for fucking seven i'm not doing it (laughs) right so but like nobody is uh anyway but that's a big tangent i want to say also that i think this movie depicts the excitement of the end of a school year better than any other movie i can think of i can't is there any other movie that like shows the end of a school year and no, and, the first like, half, again, first half of the movie, it's the, the, no, because the entire movie is one day and the entire day is the last day of school. Yeah. So there's no, there are other movies. I don't think I've ever really done something like that. So no. And I remember the last day of school, dude, it was just, well, up until, the age, up until the age I actually worked every summer, but yeah. before that, up until about 14, right. I was fucking just like, I couldn't believe my luck, man. Yeah. <laughs> Three months off, do fuck all. It was just amazing with I, Nintendo or whatever I was doing. Oh man. And I remember my my mom said something to me very that was very smart. Like I was super eager to get a job. I couldn't wait to get a job because it was financial. Dumb dumb. dumb. It was freedom. Because it was like, you know, not having to ask my parents for money was like, I yeah. really wanted that. And I was so eager to get a job. But I remember like it was my junior year or something. And she says, you know, you're going to work your whole life. <laughs> Don't rush out to get a job. I never right thought now. about this, though. But you lived in a place where there was actually shit to do. But in order to do it, you had to pay money for it. What are you talking I lived about? In, like you had, movie the- you had movie theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had places exactly. to eat out. You had right. an arcade. You right. had fucking a store to go to. Yes. I lived in the fucking middle of the woods. So right. I maybe that's one reason why I wasn't so necessarily eager to get money because I didn't have any fucking things to spend it on. 
Right. Uh, my, I mean, I went out in the woods. That's what I yeah. did. And I, or I got lucky enough to play Nintendo with my buddies or whatever, but we already had the Nintendo. So right. the only thing we needed really money for was a dollar 25 or once want to rent a video game. But, right. um, but, but yeah, that's interesting. Interesting to hear you say that because I bet you that's a perspective of a lot of people that were, that lived closer to things because you had yeah. money. You had to have money. Your friends are going right. out. You're fucked. Yeah. Right. You don't get to go out. Right. I go, my friends go out. I just follow them out into the woods. Right. No cost. Yeah. No, no problem. Yeah. I mean, so, we had, we, we did a lot of, you know, free things too, but like you'd go, sure, sure. you know, but if you went to the beach or whatever, people went to the snack bar. Go to or, you know, we want to get a yeah, beer. You're like, exactly. Oh, or go to the movies, any number money. of things like you needed money. And it was always like, and my parents, you know, I mean, look, I, I, I'm not complaining. I mean, they did their best and I, I did fine, but like, it was always that tension of like, gosh, I mean, yeah. my, three, my three friends are going to go do this and they just did something yesterday and I'm going to have to go back to the well and ask more money. And and it was always like the joy of having your own paycheck. I remember it being yeah, so satisfying of like, I, this money is mine. I got so tired of asking for, because again, lived out in the sticks and people who lived out in the sticks will understand this. We right. always asked for gas money. Right. I had to drive a half an hour to get to my best friend's house. Right. So I would, I, you know, I would say, can I have five bucks to get some gas to go back and forth a couple of times this weekend? And they'd be like, all right. But a lot of times they complain and I just be like, and so I'm with you at about 16, 15, 16. I was like, yeah, time to get a fucking job. So I can some goddamn gas money. Yeah. But before that I was fucking loving it being right. doing nothing. Oh, so great. Yeah. We, did you guys have any in a, in a school year traditions like you did on the last day? Like we had one where the the sixth graders on the we would we knock all the garbage cans down on our way out to go to um, and just mess the whole place up on the way out to go to middle school. Gosh, that's a good question. So again, you know, you make fun of me for going to Hogwarts. So my school situation was a little different. So like up until my final year there. The final, the final day at school is really more about the final evening because the final evening oh. at school would be like each of the houses would host a barbecue and, oh. you know, it's like in the summers in British Columbia were gorgeous and it was yeah. always like really nice and you'd go and you say goodbye to people that you weren't going to see for another three months yeah. and, you know, yeah. it was much more of a party. I mean, oh, you know, yeah, you, that's if, weird. You wouldn't see your schoolmates for three months. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you very. I mean, listen, yeah. a lot of the classmates I went to school with were Canadian, so they they potentially could see each other. But uh, most most of us, you know, were foreign students, couldn't. Yeah. And then the next day, you would be assigned a specific bus to get on that would either take you to the airport or take you to the ferry or take you uh, wherever. Um, and that yeah, was a, it. What a trip, man! Yeah. Yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be weird because I got to see all my friends all summer. So yeah. we'd be like making plans all school year and then we'd execute them during the summer. Yeah. And you'd, you'd be like having to go back and see who was around. Yeah. And I, I had friends in San Diego that I would reconnect with, but they were a year younger than me and, you know, a um, little different. Um, anyway, one other thing I wrote down as being one of the greatest things about this movie is the soundtrack. I oh, think yeah. The soundtrack in this film is fucking amazing. Yeah. I wonder how they, much they spent on rights because you know, we talked about this before. Like, you know, in the 80s, especially in the, in the 90s, too, there was <clears throat> I feel like there was movies sometimes that were built around a soundtrack. They're like, let's make a yeah. Hey, I want to make a sound, 70s soundtrack. Like, oh, let's, yeah. Yeah, OK, let's put a movie around it. It's like there was a lot of soundtracks going on in the 80s and 90s for movies. So this was, uh, yeah, one of those ones that was just awesome. OK, but, yeah. Um, but we kind of got away from Hogwarts. We talked yeah. about it. 
Yeah. So you know, let me hear at least yeah, let me hear at least a one or two if you got any hazy stories. Well, we've I'm going to revisit a story that we've already told, but I was dropped off at school a day early. So when I started it at my high school, my dad my dad was on the way to a job, and he dropped me off when he was on the way to that job. And the dad's a secret dad's a secret agent. So all of the regular students were coming back like the following day, and I was dropped off. A day early and the only um students that were on campus were the rugby campers and the rugby campers were the first 15 so basically at my high school the varsity rugby team was known as the first 15 and they were the biggest toughest fastest most vicious guys on campus <laughs> and i had never a i've never even like i couldn't i couldn't spell rugby or say rugby or anything i didn't know nothing about rugby so i got dropped off and i was put in my dorm room in my dormitory like literally by myself in this building with like one other student this is like a building that housed like 55 students and i i didn't like I had a blanket, but no sheet, like, cause the sheets were provided by the, by the school, but they- We're gonna give people tomorrow. Because the, I was a day early, I didn't have a sheet. <laughs> so I went down to the dining hall for my first meal on campus. I mean, and by the way, this was also like the first time I've been away, away from home for like uh, ever. Dang, so let's dang. just say I cried myself to sleep that night, but that was- Oh like, yeah. That is <laughs> only after the fact that um, my, um, that the rugby campers discovered who I was because my brother had graduated from there the year before. Uh, and so he was the senior uh, the year before who gave everyone uh, shit. So <laughs> all, all of the hazing. All the victims were, all the victims were now in power. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the only difference, and this actually is a theme from the movie, right? Because there's the Mitch Kramer character, yeah. his older sister tries to like look out for him and say like, hey, take it easy on my little brother, right? And that like ends up ruining him. Yeah. I will just tell you that there's no fucking way in hell that my brother would have told anybody to take it easy on him. <laughs> right, yeah, right. right. <laughs> so, Two things. A, his sister is hot as fuck. And B, <laughs> uh, yeah. B, I'm, <clears throat> there's this book series called Hyperion, or at least the first mm-hmm. it's called Hyperion. They have this they have this technology where they put this veil over their face and it allows them to sort of float around and watch historical things as they happen, like, you know, as they happen in history. Um, And the whole thing is they go back to the battle of Troy and they basically watch Achilles fight Hector and all this other stuff, you know, as it really happened. Mm -hmm. I want to put one of those veils on and go back and watch Ollie on that first (laughs) second day at Hogwarts and follow you around and feel your panic of, a, having not met him there. B, being there by himself. Have him feel like a refugee because you have no fucking, fucking blanket or whatever it is. No a pillow. No she. Uh, number one. Number two, get, you know, intimidated by all the toughest guys in the school. Yeah. Then that night, cry yourself to sleep because in, in your mind, you <laughs> haven't even actually started school yet. No. And it's still the worst ever. It's the yeah. worst ever. And you actually even haven't even started yet. Yeah. So what's it going to actually be like when it starts? Yeah. Oh, I wish I had a little technology to go back and see that. That's the base. That'd be great. Amazing. And let's see. The next day, my you know my new roommates arrived, and that included, oh yeah, um, this guy who I became quite close with, and and like I ended up like uh, sharing a house with him my first year of college. But yeah. he um, he was a tough guy from Vancouver, oh. and he showed up and he said, "Shut the door." So I shut the door. <laughs> and each- you never want anyone to do that when they walk into the room. Shut the door. You're like, oh shit. 
each student had uh, basically like a, a wardrobe and the top of the wardrobe was a lockbox and the lockbox is where you would put your precious stuff. So like, obviously you had uniforms and t-shirts and shit, but if you had yeah. anything that you wanted to keep protected, you were told to put it in the lockbox. Right. So he said, shut the door and I turned around and looked and he was, he was putting what looked like a fucking pistol. Oh ah, shit. Oh, I was going to guess that. I was going to guess that. It was it, it was technically like a baby gun, but oh. it looked like a fucking pistol. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I was gonna say it's either that or weed or like <laughs> guys like condoms or something in there or whatever. Oh my god, that's great. Yeah, oh. so that was my high school. Uh, that was my introduction to high school. So I guess oh. that was kind of hazing. And then I think like you know, as I got older and became a prefect and all that stuff, we would, you know, we would give the eighth graders hell and the 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 freshmen ask for um, their ask for their hall pass. Well, one thing that was also interesting about my school is that the the main there was a hierarchy and the main building, which was like this like large like building where the dining hall was and the library was and like the headmaster's office, um, the front door of the building was like antiquated. It was like from right. the first year of the school. The school was like founded like 1916. So it was mm. like this precious door that they were they were worried about it you know, with so much use, like falling to pieces. Mm-hmm. So, so the way that they did it is they limited the use of that door to just teachers and grade 12s. So mm-hmm. technically only seniors could go through the front door of the building. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was a... like this, like yeah. hard and fast rule that only yeah. seniors were allowed through the front door. And it was, it was an endorsed policy by the teachers. So, so we'll have, I have one more that's like that and then we can get, we can move okay. on. But okay. the, the one that's all semi-similar to that actually, because yeah. that's not very genius in architecture or right. whatever their plan was. Mm-hmm. Our fraternity yeah. in the, we had to have our crest we have mm-hmm. a fraternal crest. We yeah. had to have it somewhere displayed in the in the in the main ante room right there when yeah. you come in the front door. Well, it's not that big when you come in the front door, so there wasn't really anywhere easy to put it. A, a right. big one; it has to be kind of big. And so they decided to put it on the floor, like uh-huh. in the tile. When you walk in, it's this art. It's a sort of arty kind of thing in the tile, right. and it's, right. but it's kind of big. And so, well, they made a rule that you couldn't step on it. Right. But it's right there. And so right. so if you were in the fraternity, you'd have to jump over it or go to the hmm. side of it when you walked in the front door or you get fined 100 bucks. Hmm. Anyone else who didn't know, you know, it was like when mom and dad accidentally, you'd try to be like, hey, can you walk around or whatever? But hmm. if, they, if they did, it was fine or whatever. But it was almost treated like the American flag on the floor. And you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't. You couldn't step on it. You get fined hundred bucks. So I was like, and I was like, what the fuck? You put it right in the middle of the floor when you walk in. Yeah, the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, anyways, but yeah. So same, same deal. Same deal. Um, so, I, I, is there anything else that you really is really is still great great about this movie? Uh, hiked up shorts. Everyone having hiked up shorts, mm-hmm. including and- the including the football coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure football coaches still are like they are in this today. Yeah. Uh, Ollie, question for you. Yeah. There's a part where, uh, <laughs> okay, so a big part of the first part of this movie is a bunch of the seniors walking around trying to find the freshmen, the yeah. incoming freshmen, and give them hacks right. with, their, with their paddles. With their paddles. That they've made. Yeah. Uh, and there's a couple couple questions here for Including you. Including the soul pole. Well, the soul pole was my so favorite. So there's a soul pole and then there's fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, fuck which you. Is, which is wielded by Ben Affleck's character. <laughs> yes. uh, would, what would yours be, Ollie? Or would you choose one of those soul pole or fuck you? Um, out of those two, 
I would, I'd go I would, with soul pole for sure. I would say that's a paddling. That's a yeah. paddling. <laughs> that's a paddling. Okay. That's a paddling. Yeah. Uh, okay. The other thing is, or please, a, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> please, sir, can I have another? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a part in there where Ben Affleck's character, I can't remember his name, but um, is going around trying to hack this guy named Carl, this kid named Carl. Yeah. And he catches up to him finally, but he mm-hmm. didn't. He catches up to him at his house, at his actual, at Carl's house. I think it's mm-hmm. home and he gets to him in the in the front yard i think or he has him grab onto the pillars or something to his house right and he gets ready to give him a give him a beating and what happens all do you remember what happens his mom comes out and pulls a shotgun on him <laughs> pulls a fucking shotgun on this guy yeah ollie would your mom oh pull a shotgun on some guy who was trying to hack you as part of a school hazing thing I have in, a, in 1996. No, I ha- asked me this question on another podcast because I actually do have a story about that. But I, uh, okay, okay, okay. Too long for this one. My but... mom wouldn't pull a shotgun. I, I, I don't know if she would let it go through, though. She might be confused, maybe, mm-hmm. as to what it was if I hadn't said anything to her, and she'd probably try to like make the guy leave. But I don't uh-huh. think she would. But my mom would definitely do a move where, or if, if my mom was like my older sister or whatever, she would definitely do a move where she thought she was helping me by telling them to take it easy on me. And then yeah. I'd get fucking railed. And that right. sucks so bad. But yeah, I was I thought about that. I'm like, ah, she'd pull a shotgun. Nah, she wouldn't pull a shotgun. But she would be, you know, she'd defend me though if I looked like I needed to defend him. I mom. think my dad would. My dad would do that if if he had a shotgun, he would pull it. But um, Jesus, God. I don't think my I don't think my mom would. But uh, uh, okay. Anyway, another right. okay. So anything else that's still? I mean, by the way, we're gonna have an opportunity to talk about good things still. But no, I got I got a couple of things. Oh, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. So the one thing I wrote down that is that is not great about this movie is the number of times that Mitch Kramer touches his nose. Oh, dude, it's so fucking distracting. (laughs) I I put the kid Mitch always touches his nose. It's distracting. I wrote it down the same thing. Yeah. And it's sort of been a thing. People have sort of known about it, who know about this movie, and everyone's annoyed by it. And I... It's one scene. Let's just give it some background here. I feel like it does it more than the one scene, though. It's, I mean, his acting is not great. He's not no, a great actor. No, it's fucking terrible. But, I mean, he his his look is right, but yes. his, his acting is, like, awful. But I would say, yeah. so So just to give the background for the audience here, there's a scene. <laughs> oh, sorry. There's a scene there's, where. Hold on, Ollie. Is it as bad as, <laughs> is it as bad as the kids acting in Bloodsport who's young Jean-Claude oh, Van Damme? No. <laughs> no, it can't be that bad. <laughs> his cousin or whatever, he got him a job on it. Yeah, his cousin, he's like 15. He's pretty good. <laughs> no, he's Who not. was wearing a, uh, a, a, a Giants. Uh, yeah, well, it was the wrong team. It was the wrong logo or something. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. So Mitch Kramer is outside uh, of the Emporium playing, um, you know, just talking to this girl and hitting on this girl. And he's like talking about like his night and he keeps touching the fucking like bridge of his nose. The tick he has when he's nervous or something or, you know, like, yeah. when, he, like when he, but it's not like he's, he didn't plan it. It's just his, right. because I feel he does do it in other scenes where he'll reach his hand up and touch the bridge of his nose when he's, you know, talking. And it's just, it's he he does it so many times because it's like a the the take is also sort of like straight on it doesn't really mm-hmm. move move around so it's just you see him doing this all whole time put his hand up and uh, mm-hmm. so fucking distracting and it, yeah it was bad. That, that, that kid overall was the weakest part of the movie 
Yeah, which is, I mean, and but and he's, the, it, and he's the actual guy. He's but the protagonist. And yet he didn't ruin it. So he didn't. He know. didn't. But he is yeah. the weakest part, for sure. This is a rare movie where literally the entire support cast basically made it. Like, oh yeah. I mean, because you're right. He is the primary and the like, protagonist. The, what do they the, call this? Ensemble. Ensemble. Ensemble cast or ensemble yeah. cast or whatever sort of thing. So. Or? My next question, which is a standard question we do, is like, was it well cast? And if not, who should we swap it for? So I don't want to get too deep into casting because my trivia is filled with some casting what ifs that I found. Yeah, let's not let's not get too deep into it. But I I think we've basically concluded at least that the character who played or the actor who played Mitch Kramer could have been better or could that's have been better only, trained. That's the only one is him probably, you know, maybe one of his little buddies was sort of annoying too, but the rest yeah. of them everyone else I didn't have a problem with it. And they seemed well, well cast, uh, you yeah. know, as for what they were, I thought. And they all looked the part for sure. Yeah. Uh, especially that one guy who gets in a fight at the end. Yes. The giant fro he has. Yeah. Yeah, he was a... Uh, he was well... Yeah. The, he the, was well the, cast. The, yeah, everybody was perfect for their group. So now I'm going to get into the, one of my new, favorite new sections, which is called What Still Works, What Doesn't Work. So the mm-hmm. What Still Works section, mm-hmm. cruising, cool kids, dorks, jocks, yeah. hot getting beer underage mm-hmm. and then this part i think you're gonna like keg guy showing up early and messing up a party oh god i remember yeah. that i remember that you know like like somebody fucking something up like somebody like i remember in san diego having high school classmates that were like or ha- high school friends that were having parties when their parents were out of town or something and it was like the whole plan the whole week was gearing up for it and then somebody fucked up a logistic and then yeah. it got out yeah uh, we did, yeah we had a lot of you know uh cowfield parties and woods parties so yeah the thing that would fuck up is people would show up and yeah they wouldn't have been able to score beer so everyone would just have the cocks in hand standing on fire <laughs> no beers yeah, staring right. at each other like a bunch of idiots <laughs> Uh, so that would be the worst because you wouldn't, you know, we didn't have cell phones, so you wouldn't right. know whether someone scored on the way there or not, and everyone would just hold up the go there, hoping someone else had. And we so would, you, we so so you had the Moon Tower experience. So basically, like the yeah, Moon yeah. Tower, a bit of this of like, hey, we can't get a party going. Let's just go to the Moon Tower. That I was, probably only went to. I mean, I didn't go to very many parties. Maybe, yeah. maybe in the course of my high school career, eight. Yeah, and over those eight, six were outside. Mm-hmm. So most of them were inside. And, and, and when I talk about parties, I'm talking about eight people were at the right. inside parties. You know, I'm not talking about 500 people. I'm talking about eight to 12. Right. And then at the outside parties, you get maybe 30 or whatever. You know, so, but yeah, yeah. It wasn't, wasn't anything fun like that. I mean, I would have, you know, yeah. But this is the thing, like, and this is a parallel of my own life, but they, they, even on the nights they didn't have a party, they had the Emporium they could go to. The, the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have that shit. And I tell you, another thing that really works in this film, and I actually, I'm regretting not putting it in the, what's great, is foosball. Like, the way they captured mm-hmm. foosball is pretty close to perfect. The, yeah. the whole, like, the fucking seriousness that the stoners have about crushing the guy at foosball. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One thing we also did is this, well, I wasn't really a stoner back, I mean, not in high school. I didn't ever smoke until I was out of high school, but yeah. um, but but I smoked immediately out of high school. Right. And uh, we'd go to my buddy's house and he would, I mean, there's a scene in this movie where they're, I think they're pre, they're sort of still pre-planned. Yeah, it's right before the beer guy shows up early at this kid's mm-hmm. house. They're in a room smoking weed while his yeah. parents are home. Yeah. And while you may think that's crazy, we would do it in my buddy Mikey's house. We'd And he had a room that was a little further away from his parents, like sort of, but we'd do it 
you know, five o'clock in the evening. Right. And he'd, but he'd have like a spray and he'd spray and we had the window open. And we'd think we were clever. Um, right. But she'd fucking walk in there and yell at him for it. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, we'd sit there and go like, uh, you know. <laughs> but she was cool. Not like she would never call my parents or anything. But uh, we did that stupidly at least once at his mm-hmm. house and, and, and pulled that. Did you ever try that, Ollie? Smoking the no. reefer in your parents' house or anything? Drink no, but I mean, that was one. Did you ever one... throw the party at your parents' house? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> no. no definitely not nobody would come anyway i would be that uh, like i'd be like the one to organize it and like no one would show but yeah I'm not, and i'm not trying to say that like i'm not i'm not complaining i i i did fine but i was not the i was not the life <laughs> of the party in high school i think i told you that like i um i remember i i was in like there was a classmate of mine at high school who was the he was the captain of the rugby team he was a school prefect he, you know, he was like the fucking hero of my class. Right, right. And like, you know, he, he years later I was in DC and and you know, as an adult, and I caught up with him over beers and we were talking over talking about our high school experience. And he was like, Oh man, I had so much sex in high school. And I'm like, God, we had a different experience, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That was not my life in high school. No, no. <laughs> so, uh, so, all right. So, what? So, what? I have a few of what didn't, what wouldn't. Oh, okay, go for it. I mean, it probably wore. Like, yeah, probably wouldn't work. I don't know. It just, again, it just depends. But uh-huh. it, you know, it, it, the whole there's out with a lot, it. Out with a, it. There's a lot of young and old pairings in this. In oh this, yeah. In this uh, show now, when you're in high school. Doesn't really matter, right? You know, you're, you know, we we had a, we had plenty of sure. seniors dating freshmen, and you know, parents generally in our even in our small town, they generally wouldn't care right. if they were dating freshmen. They just generally wouldn't care. Um, uh, and so in this one, there was <clears throat> there was some of that with Mitch banging the older lady for older chick from the yeah. um, from the Emporium or whatever, getting with her or whatever. But you know, there's that scene where they are hazing the freshman girls right and they make that one freshman girl go over to that one nerdy oh, yeah. guy and or offer no offer herself offer herself so, as yeah. like a, a slave or marriage or whatever to him yeah, that's yeah. number one and then there's another in that same scene where they take that chick and they take her over to the one of the football player guys and mm-hmm. she's like he's like spit or swallow to her or whatever yeah and he's like go like this and open your mouth and oh yeah. you open your mouth <laughs> You know, and she's supposed to be an eighth grader going right. into, and he's supposed to be a 17 year old, you know, right. so they're still minors. So technically, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but it, you know, that, I don't know that that would work today necessarily. Right. Or would you're it? Dead right. I guess you're it, dead right. Absolutely not in a right. comedy. It wouldn't come no. across as funny in a comedy to some people. I mean, I today. think the only way it could come across is actually how this movie depicts it, which is as a period piece. Cause you could say, yes. okay, well, yes. that's how it's yes. done at that yes. time. Yes. And I think that's, I think that's going to have to be the way things are done. And, yes. and the, you know, if you want something that, you know, is honest as art and yeah. shows what was actually done, you have to kind of go along with that. Now, yeah. I, I completely agree with you, but I, I'm surprised that's the first thing you suggested, because in my opinion, the thing that doesn't work in this film now, that is one of the, but is yet one of the best parts of this film is the character of Wooderson. Wooderson is 
There's no fucking way. Oh, 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 oh yeah, 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 yeah. Shit. No, I have, I have that written down. I was going to yeah. get to that. I was going to get to that, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. He is the, and I, I mean, like, the fact <laughs> is, he's like, he's like late 20s or late or even early 30s hanging out with yeah, yeah, 14-year-olds, yeah. Yeah. driving them around, uh, putting them in his car, taking them Now, you know, to be fair, we don't know exactly how old he is. We don't know exactly. We, we know he's graduated. Well, if you remember, there's a scene where he says where the the nerds are talking and the nerd says did you realize that we were three years old when he graduated well i think i feel like so i do remember them saying that but i also yeah. think he i feel like he might have been sort of exaggerating you know like oh well yeah. I was 72 years old when i was like you right know, i had the feeling he was exaggerating a little bit yeah. but okay i mean i can buy that he's definitely 10 years older than them which would be 28 which is pretty pretty goddamn old which is and then he has the he has many famous lines Yo. He's got the famous line there where he, what does he say, Ollie? He says, I get older. And they, and they stay, the, stay same the same age. age. Well, the, whole line, creepy. the whole line is like, I got, I love those high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> right. It's like, I had a buddy in college, so I'm not going to name his name, but we, <laughs> we, we have, and this was, I guess, after this movie, right, by Two yeah. years, so maybe he got it from this movie. But knowing this guy, I figure he, I feel like he actually thought of this himself. So mm-hmm. we're in the <clears throat> when you're in the Greek system, when you're yeah. forming sororities, um, at the very beginning of the school year, um, mm-hmm. there is rush week, and it happens a week before everyone else shows up to school, mm-hmm. where you try to you try out for a house basically to get into a house. Uh, and people interview you and they do all these things, and you stay in like these dorms or whatever, and you kind of you kind of see if a fraternity or sorority will pick you. That's one uh-huh. one. one do it <clears throat> and um oh crap i was gonna say what is this let's talk about i don't know yeah. you lost your train of thought but yeah yeah I saw, well so listen it was it was about it was about rush week it was about trying to get in i can't remember what i was talking about what were we talking about right before that you don't even remember oh, yeah. Is, yeah so yeah. there's this thing where you go to the busy coliseum yeah um, which is our coliseum and they have all the greeks there and they're basically here's the rules for this week or whatever and my buddy sitting next to me and we've you know, been the fraternity for a year or two and we're watching and they bring all the freshmen, freshman girls in mm-hmm. kind of all at the same time. And my buddy goes, he goes every year we get here <laughs> and they stay the same age. Oh, and, we're, you know, and he goes, this is the new crop basically. I'm trying to, this that's is, gross. You know, <laughs> I know knowing this guy, you wouldn't, you, Oh, I wish I could tell the stories about this guy Don't. here, but yeah, but he's 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 not <laughs> he's not creepy. Oh, he was just he was just sound creepy. Well, Sounds very creepy. <laughs> so creepy. Yeah, uh, it was pretty creepy. It was worse than creepy, and that's I guess I'm making your point for you. This yeah. guy was creepy, and it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Like no way at all. But but yeah, I mean, like I I recently read Matthew McConaughey had a book this year come out called Green Lights, which is mm. like his autobiography. Well, how many it, books do you say you read a year? Not enough. I wish I did I feel more. Like you read a lot. I wish I read more. And I, I do audiobooks. Right. Um, but I wish I read more. But this one I liked, and it was read by Matthew McConaughey. And it's really, I mean, you got it, it was on the New York Times list for a long time. It's very well done. But 
you know, his life is is remarkable, but yet it's not like he came from nothing. I mean, no, he, right. he kind of won the genetic lottery. He got some great roles. I mean, like like he had some like big life discovery moments in the book where he like went off to the wood or went off to the desert and like took peyote. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like ayahuasca or whatever it's called. It's, it's really not for a while. But you can't. I mean, you could admire him, but you can't go like, okay, you, you know, that's fine. But not all of us get that privilege. Yeah, no. But this movie is his launching, right? And it's it, it's widely regarded as one of his best films, but yet he is a despicable character in it. Um, I mean, Andy's not even in it all. I mean, he's in it a decent amount, but it's not like he's not in it the most. You know, right. he's he's in it like a you know I don't know. He's yeah. in it the he's the f- seventh most most shown somebody or whatever. So right. um, he's not even like the main character really. Right. Uh, but I mean, they have Ben Affleck in this movie. Okay. And he's not and he's not even really a main character. He's just he's a side right. villain character right. or whatever. So I mean well, there's really only a couple I, of main characters. I, I, wait till we get to the trivia because there's an amazing list of people that wanted to be in this movie. Okay, Ollie, and I also know that you I also know that you hate it when I look up the IMDB because you don't want me yeah. to for, for this. But my here's my problem. I'm what? I really, really am uh curious about where in their film careers this was for Ben Affleck and where okay. it was for um Okay. Well, I tell you what we'll do. Matthew McConaughey. We'll go through it first, but then after we've done that pass of like their, we'll bring um, it up on IMDb. We'll bring it up on IMDb. But let's. I want. I want to hear your honest answer of like, is this on their Mount Rushmore? From what? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. If you read a list, it's unfair because you're like, oh yeah, he was in. No, 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 right, 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 right. right. So, um, okay, so I think we've covered what works, what doesn't work. Okay, so what was going on the year this this film was made? We just did 1993 because Jurassic yeah. Park was 1993. Yeah, yeah. So I picked up some other things. The first World Trade Center bombing occurred. Mm-hmm. Bill Bill Clinton was sworn in as the 42nd president of the United States. And uh, the top TV shows, 60 Minutes, Home Improvement, Seinfeld, Roseanne, Grace Under Fire. So Seinfeld, I think, debuted in 1993. So like it was yeah. like it probably never gave up that threat that ro- that throne again until yeah. it went off the air. Best. Uh, and then a gallon of gas was a dollar sixteen. And the reason I like that bit of trivia is like you remember like the the signs like where he went to get beer and it was like two dollars for like a six pack of beer and a pack of yeah. cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Hilarious. interesting. They, yeah. They, uh anything else there that you remember from 1993 by the way that kid looks so young there's no way and they would let him buy be I mean, oh. he looks so young there's no fucking way they would anyways did you have a I, fake id i had a terrible fake id i they i they tried to my buddies tried to have me use this one guys i used it once and it got me into this real shitty ass bar but i don't think it would have yeah. passed muster in any real bar so no i yeah. have fake id i wasn't really a big drinker either i just and I, I wasn't even really a big partier, but, you know, hey, I wanted to go sometimes. We, I remember in, in San Diego, we all got into, like, we had one friend that had a driver's license. We all got into a car and went downtown to this, like, stationary store that we had heard was doing fake IDs. And it was, like, <laughs> wow, the cheesiest of fake IDs. It was, like, basically, uh-huh. like, a homemade laminated fucking uh-huh. identification you, card. And it was You actually so found the place, bad. though. That's funny. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it, it was stuff. a joke. I mean, it was it was probably the worst fake ID. In Did you say McLovin on there? No, just but McLovin. <laughs> I do remember. I mean, but that's the thing. One other benefit, though, to where I went to high school, though, is it, it uh, in Canada the drinking age is nineteen, and it's a lot right. it's a lot easier to look nineteen 
Oh shit! At yeah. age fifteen, oh, than it yeah. is to look twenty-one. Oh so. yeah, yeah. The the other way that we would do it is we would we had like one store um, called the uh, Randall One Stop, mm-hmm. which was a twenty-four hour store, and every once in a while you'd get a traveler who was traveling through, stop mm-hmm. to do something, and if you waited outside and asked them nicely for to buy a six pack, sometimes they'd buy you beer. Like they'd go and mm-hmm. buy you beer and bring it out to you. But you know, the people got wise of that at a certain point, but, um, but I, I never really did that, but I know for, I had friends that did that all, try to do that all the time, but mm-hmm. yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, that, that, that will go on forever. Kids trying yes. to score. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Ready for the Bill Paxson award? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Go ahead. You go first. Well, I think we all know. Well, I mean, I feel it's, pretty obvious but it's a uh, it's Matthew McConaughey's character yeah it's Wooderson Wooderson yeah I mean, he's not in the movie very uh, as much as he's a side character but every time he's in he's got the best lines I mean yeah. you know, all right all right all right you know hey man you got a joint no it'd be a lot cooler if you did yeah like come on but, bro I mean it was even like he became iconic even within the film because there was a scene <laughs> where they're at the burger they're at the drive through <laughs> yeah right? like yeah. the nerds are there and you don't even see him. You just hear him. And then he pulls it a frame. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's a great shot. That was it a great. Is. That was a great. That's a great shot, actually. Um, yeah. Boy, they did that. Yeah. I also want you to bring up Link Letter, so I want to know what other movies he's done. Okay, when, I'll do when it. it. Comes time. We'll do that. Let me just add that to the list here. Link Letter. Yeah. But you're also you're also yeah. Wooderson. Yeah, Wooderson, absolutely. I think it's a no no brainer. Yeah, so no we don't brainer, even need to debate. No, no brainer, no brainer. Okay, so here comes the the uh, Mount Rushmore. So okay. here's the cast: Jason London. <sighs> Didn't he? I think I feel like he just did like what uh, clerks, what mall rats. Either that was his, or that was his twin brother. I think he's a twin. Okay, I'm gonna say this though because I actually never saw mall rats. Okay. Sounds good. I think I agree with you. I can't think of anything else that he's been in, and he's definitely and he was good. He played the quarterback. Yeah, he's good, and he's like a good-looking dude and everything, and he's actually yeah. a decent actor. Um, so either he's been in a lot of things that I just haven't seen that have been on some other channel that I don't watch, yeah. or he's I don't know. I feel like I've been cheated because I feel like he's okay. Uh, Parker Posey. <sighs> what else? She, she was in one of the newer, like the Supermans. She was a bad mm-hmm. person. With it. Yeah, I, I don't. I haven't I seen that. much with her. So I'll, she. She yeah. does a lot of the Christopher Guest movies. So she was in A Mighty mm. Wind and she was in Waiting uh, for, for Guffman. Uh, so I'm sure she's been in a million other better movies than this, but I will say yeah. this because I don't watch any of those movies hardly. I'm going to say that she was better in uh, a movie called Best in Show. Best oh, in Show. I saw that movie. I don't remember yeah. her. Do you remember the yuppie couple in Best in Show? The ones who yeah, like, a little bit. we met each other at Starbucks. We were different yeah. Starbucks and he was the Starbucks and he was on his Mac <laughs> and I was on my Mac. Yeah, like, no, I don't remember that specifically, yeah. but I think I remember her in there. And I probably would have said that, but I okay. will say this. So here's a tough one. Matthew McConaughey. I just fucking watched a movie with him the other day that I absolutely love. And I've seen it many times called Frailty. Okay. Which I love him more in, mm-hmm. I think, barely. Just because, man, he's the main character. And I just love the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. So I will say, I'm sure he's been in other better movies, but... This oh man, I don't know. It's between this one and Frailty because I just have a soft spot for this movie, Frailty. But yeah, what well, you know, it's interesting is the movie he got the Oscar for, Dallas Buyers Club. Saw it. It's a great movie, but it's another one of those like you see it once, you never want to watch it again because it's right. so horrible. Right. I actually, my favorite thing that Matthew McConaughey has done is the uh, True Detective 
when he and Woody Harrelson were in oh, Detective. right, yeah, and which reminds me a lot of his role in Frailty, if you've ever seen that movie. So, yeah, um, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. So I would I would say that this movie is probably what he's known for, but I think he's uh, he was amazing in True Detective. Okay. Um, how about Ben Affleck? Second season that was shit, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Ben Affleck. Oh man. No, he's he's bad. I mean, I like him in other things. Like you know, I, I actually liked him in Batman, um, the new Batman's. Um, I mm-hmm. would say I like better than this. I like him better in Goodwill Hunting than this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say probably. I, I'd probably say, oh man, I don't know. <sighs> I didn't really like the middle of his career stuff, really. So um, I I'd liked say, it. Yeah, I liked Batman. It. Maybe I like him better. I liked him better in Armageddon, which is a terrible movie. We yeah, should cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great movie. I don't, I don't uh, want to pay taxes ever again. Yeah, <laughs> really specific. How about Wiley Wiggins? Who the hell is that? That's the fucking main character, the one who puts his fingers on his. Oh my god! I know. I, that's the other thing. We need to IMDb that guy because I don't. Yeah. I've never seen him in anything again. Okay. Okay. So let's bring him up because, and we'll bring up Linkletter too because I agree with you. This is his only film of note. I mean, I really think that he only does appearances now because he's in this movie. So Wiley Wiggins, I'm talking about because like he's got I mean, nothing I'm else. He does do appearances if he does. Who knows? Yeah. Do you want to look at Linkletter first, or do you want to yeah, look at? Yeah, it's like a Linkletter first. We'll okay. read, we'll read this off to the people that aren't available. Okay. So we're going to director Linkletter's IMDb, and we're going to look at his director list uh which is you do that okay so let's see director 32 credits so let's kind of start a days so days is his fifth one days oh before sunrise is a big deal i, I hated that. that movie but that's like a romantic film that everyone loves uh oh he did school rock i love school that movie. rock that's school rock movie. was good bad news uh the newer bad news bears scanner darkly i saw that uh, it was interesting. Boyhood, he got a lot of good press for. Boyhood was like up for an Oscar. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So some decent stuff I've seen, about two or three. So okay, yeah. the stuff I've seen I liked. Yeah, uh, but, so, but yeah, this right is of, of the stuff that's on this list. I'd still say this is his best film. I yeah, think I, think I think it best. is as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, what, what? How? How would that feel, Ollie, to know that your best movie was 1993 and you're still an active director in 2021? I would be cool chasing with it. that dragon, man. Chasing that dragon, trying to. Trying I to... mean, that's the whole one-hit wonder thing, right? There yeah. are these great films that come out that like never have a follow-up. But I mean, this guy has like three really awesome. I mean, I'm sure he has more than three really yeah. awesome ones, but but yeah. So. Okay. Oh, you were going to click over to the kid who played Mitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me do that real I'm quick. I'm just curious as to see if it's just a big void after his, uh, after, after, after this credit or whatever. I and whether I always feel bad. It's like either it's, I want him, you know, either I hope it's his own choice if he, if no one likes him anymore. Let's see. Uh, Wiley Wiggins is coming Wiley up. Wiley Wiggins is, what a name, too. Yeah. Uh, the faculty. Okay, so gosh, see, so this is a very short list. Yes. Uh, Days of Confused. But look at all the. By the way, look at all the people he's playing in the first thing: Young Clerk, Jogger Joe, uh, yeah. Fuck Up Number Two. So yeah. it's a bunch of like. It's a bunch of like. You know, he went from the main guy to like nothing. Nothing. Oh, it's so sporadic. Oh, poor guy. No other credits either. Like, you no, know, like he's not a director, not a producer, really, not a. What did he so. play? 
never heard of Frontier. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, that I, sucked. We, I mean, we we both thought it sucked. So <laughs> yeah. it must have been it's like a, I don't I don't know how he got how he did in the you know uh, auditions. I like to see his audition tape, but yeah, maybe they were going for that fucking weirdness. But yeah, it didn't work for me. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a no. That's a no for me, dog. That's a no for me, dog. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So now let's get into trivia. You ready for trivia? Yeah, we got twenty minutes. We got twenty minutes. Okay. Um, reportedly, one sixth of the budget of this mo- movie was spent on acquiring the rights to the songs. So you asked. Them yeah, that. I was right. I was right. So Big they spent charm. a shit ton of money on getting the rights, and the songs are incredible. Yeah, um, they're well placed. They they really are almost like a character in the movie. Oh hell yeah! This would have been stupid without them. Yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's production company is called JKL Productions, and it comes from Wooderson's, Wooderson's Life Credo, which is just keep living. L I V I N. L I V I N. I say that all the time. It's <laughs> yeah. a good line. L I V I N. Right. Um, the character of Wooderson is based on Matthew McConaughey's older brother. So, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? I yeah. wonder how based. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, the movie's based in Texas and he's from Texas. And- uh, I was gonna say, I wonder where it's based. Number one, number two is you know, Matthew McConaughey is a good looking dude. If he's yeah. even more of a Lothario, I wonder, yeah. I wonder what, what he was, what his uh, his deal. Well, we got Google in front of us. Let's yeah. see, maybe Matthew he was Mike. just maybe he's just really, 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 really cool and people liked him, or maybe he's really hot. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Matthew McConaughey's last name is annoying to spell. So hard to spell. Uh, brothers. So let's He's see. He's got more than one, apparently. Uh, they're, they're definitely older, so. Rooster. Rooster McConaughey and Pat McConaughey. Rooster McConaughey. It's got to be Rooster. It's got to be Rooster, right? Yeah. That... <laughs> it's got right here. Yeah. <laughs> got like a John Deere hat. I wasn't going to have that. Like a pig on it or something and on a it. a cigar. <laughs> this guy, man. You know, they say the same age. I can, yeah. see this guy. I, I can totally see that guy saying that, man. Wow. Okay. All right. Look him up, people. Look it up on the Google machine. Yeah. Um, the word man is said 203 times this movie. Yeah. Can you yeah. believe it? Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Um, and then the word fuck is used 59 times throughout this movie. Okay. Uh, okay. It's Wait, pretty average. This is our R-rated movie, okay. Yes, definitely. Okay. Um, when Mitch Kramer speaks to Sabrina in front of the Emporium, he grabs his nose 13 times. 13 so times. 13 say 10. times. That scene's probably like three minutes long or two minutes long, so he's doing it every couple of seconds. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's annoying. Um, so <sighs> apparently... Hold on. No, Just oh, give ahead. me... Hold on. <laughs> so when they're... <laughs> So when the editor's watching this, like if yeah. I'm an, I, I've edited a couple things. Right. I, I feel like I would notice. Yeah. I, 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 the problem is, you know, what do you do at that right. point? You've already, if you don't have any other seat, if you don't have any other takes where he's not doing that, mm-hmm. you're, you're sort of fucked unless you're going to do reshoots or something like that. Right. But I wonder if they're watching and they're just going, fuck, everyone's yeah. cut their hair. It's two months later. We can't have them come back right now. Everyone looks different. Oh my God. It sucks. Anyways, go no, I can't. I can't imagine they had a huge budget for re- for reshoots. No, no, probably not. But he's, the guy was just sitting there going, "I have to take it. I have to." Do I just it. don't understand. I mean, you you were asking like, how did it get to editing? How did it get past shooting? I, mean, I like, don't know, man. Like, if you got the director there, like, okay, dude, stop fucking. If I ever meet Linklater, I'm sure he'll say it was second unit that was doing it. Yeah, uh, but but I'll, I would I would ask him that question. How much do you want to bet that when people run into Wiley Wiggins, they all touch their nose? Oh, a thousand percent of the time. And I'm yeah. sure he doesn't. He hates it. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Jesus. 
Um, although Wooderson is a creepy graduate who still hangs out with high school students, Matthew McConaughey himself was actually younger than several of the cast members who were yeah. playing teenagers. He was, he was younger than many of the women, Sasha Jensen, Joey Lauren Adams, and Parker Posey. So even okay. though he played somebody older, he was much younger. Oh, okay. Um, apparently, Vince Vaughn auditioned for the role of Benny, but was turned down after... <laughs> he would have been good, though. He would have been good. Well, and apparently, Rich, uh, Linklater turned him down because he looked too much like Ben Affleck. So it was too oh. late. <laughs> And then they, they yeah. cast Cole Hauser, actually, I thought was pretty good. So Cole Hauser was yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Cole the Hauser, redheaded yeah. guy. He was yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would have been two people that kind of like had the same, the same. Sort of look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's a little bit of Wiley Wiggins bashing. So apparently Wiley Wiggins lied about his ability to play baseball. He, you know, told the casting that uh, he could play baseball and knew how yeah. to pitch. And so obviously when they got him on set, he fucking sucked at it. So they had to have, uh, they had a, a double throwing pitches and they showed him from behind to, uh, so he wouldn't be seen. Really? Yep. So the guy can't act and he lied about getting on the. Yeah. They should have given him a paddling at the end of the movie. They should have well, they, come after him with a paddle and smacked he, him. Yeah. Give him that guy a few fucking licks. Got his shit straightened out. Uh, that guy's annoying the shit out of me. Did you know this is actually one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies? Really? Yeah. I mean, he does like that period kind of stuff, and this this kind of really, I mean, I, I mean, I was I was born in a version mm-hmm. portion of that. I don't really remember much of it, but I feel like it's pretty accurate, and I think Quentin likes that kind of stuff. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. I like that. Apparently, this is also ranked number three on Entertainment Weekly's fifty best high school movies. Oh. So, what other ones do they got? I wonder. I mean, they got Breakfast Club probably on there. Or, uh, uh, well, I mean, um, you know, maybe Ferris Bueller. I mean, I'm not sure what they mean by high school movies. It could be all sorts of things, but. Um, I'm taking a look. I don't remember. Yeah, this is from 2021, too. Okay. Uh, it may have gotten updated. So hopefully. Oh, it's starting us at 50. We can't. Oh, Napoleon Dynamite. The Karate Kids on there. Kids on there. Uh, the site's one of those stupid ones where it's. Either it's going to make it really hard for you to figure out how to go to the next page, but yeah, the Karate Kids on here can't hardly wait. Uh, can't, can't buy, buy me, love. me love. I used to love that movie. I think I still probably do. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Come on, that's a high school man. Hogwarts. <laughs> that doesn't belong there. Scream, Scream. That's kind of a high school. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Back to the, the Back future. future. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Age. Pretty in pink, of course. Hoosiers. That was a college one. No, know. Hoosiers was high school. Depot Society, yeah, 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 yeah. Lucas, I used to love that movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, mean Girls, yeah, 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 yeah. Say anything. Yeah, Ferris Bueller, yeah, I was right. Sixty Candles, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, Clueless, yeah. Heather's is number five. Rebel Without a Cause, number four. Okay. Number three. Number two is Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which I think I've seen all the way through. And number one is Breakfast Club, yeah, which yeah. I also probably haven't seen all the way through. I missed those ones. I didn't. I didn't get into them, and then I, since I missed them, I just haven't gotten back and watched it, many of these. I think that's a solid top three. I think that's fair. I mean, Breakfast yeah. Club. Breakfast Club is like iconic. I, right. I every, a lot of people adore it. I think it's good. I hate the fact that like there's a scene at the end where they all start dancing. That part I don't like. But yeah, anyway, I hate that when they do that kind of shit. Um, okay, so here comes some fun casting stuff. So apparently, Claire Danes auditioned for the role of Sabrina, and she was considered too classy. <laughs> yeah, Probably maybe, true. maybe, maybe true. Yeah. Um, 
Ashley Judd auditioned for the role of Jody Kramer, which is the older sister. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see her. Yeah. And then here's some other um, casting what ifs. So Mark Ruffalo, Hilary Swank, Will Wheaton, Mackenzie Wheaton, Will Wheaton, uh, Mackenzie Austin, Jared Leto, Elizabeth Berkeley, uh, Denise Richards, Vince Vaughn, Alicia Silverstone, and Kirsten Dunst had all auditioned for roles. So that's quite a list. That's solid, and I'm pretty surprised. So, I mean, I don't, again, I don't know where they were at in their careers during this time, all those individually, but you know, a lot of them you'd be surprised that didn't get the roles because they're yeah. pretty big, big names. So interesting. And here are a couple more Jennifer Love Hewitt, Mira Savino, yeah. Reese Witherspoon, and Ron Livingston. And wow. Ron Livingston, Ron Livingston was the guy Office from Space. Office Space, yeah. Also uh, in the Band of Brothers. Which is, got a, there's also a great podcast about Band of Brothers that just came out if you like that series. It's I do like, like that series. Episode by episode, you know, interviewing actors from it and talking about it. It's amazing. Oh, okay. I'll take it out. Thumbs up for that. Um, and then finally, my final piece of trivia is according to Jason London, he and Roy, Rory Cochran smoked a joint before their final audition <laughs> to get the character. Oh, really? That's yeah. a good idea. A good, great idea. By the way, Rory Cochran, I think, is the guy that's played uh, plays the stoner, main stoner guy, right? Yes. Um, he he reminds me of a dude and one of my best friends in in, in high school um, who wasn't that much of a stoner, but he looked just like that dude. Um, matter of fact, and his little brother looked like the main character, Mitch. So that was kind of weird that both of them looked like those guys. But uh, yeah, that was a he was a good character. He was going to be my Paxton. Um, Bill Paxton, except for the reason why he didn't win out was he kind of, uh, you know, he was a very uh, characterized, stereotypical stoner, like, mm-hmm. well, man, you got a bit. And I and I, I think back to I've been around many stoners many times, mm-hmm. and very rarely do you find someone that's doing that authentically. Like mm-hmm. they're that fucked up that they're doing that. Generally, they're putting that on as an affect. And so right. when he's doing that, I'm kind of like, okay, that's not really, that's just a big stereotype. But um, I still thought he was a great character. I think we all knew at least one person in our life that was that stoner. Yeah, I did. But again, I can't tell whether he's affecting it because he thought it was cool. Like the one in my life, whether he was like, you know. Yeah. And I will yeah. tell you that, like, uh, I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I suppose the one part of this movie that really has had sort of a, I don't think the word resurgence is right, but like this movie was very deviant in that it highlighted and promoted drug use, right? Like pot. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, But 2021 there's like within a mile of here, there's four or five (laughs) legal pot stores (laughs) that I could go and buy any number of booze uh, too, though. This promoted a lot of booze as well. Yeah. But but pot especially. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And in uh, Texas, which is kind of interesting, right? Because yeah, think it's generally all beer down there. But no, they like Mm -hmm. to hit on that weed. They like that weed. That devil's cabbage, Ollie. You know what I mean? Devil's cabbage. Even in even in even in Texas, they like devil's cabbage. So. All right, man. So now it's time to talk about what we do next. So I have Uh, a list up on screen. If I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. We were talking about doing Glorious Bastards, but we yes. have, so I think that's still yeah that's still there. But we can think of another one here as a secondary. Yeah, um, I think as a secondary, I want to. Have you ever seen Navy Seals? A long time ago, like on VHS, like okay. one time, and I know they talk about it on Jocko. Yeah, they talk about it as in it's a terrible movie, but they still loved it. It's one of yeah. those movies. Yeah. I don't remember anything about it. Uh, I'd be willing to watch it. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure I would rip it apart. I'm yeah. sure you would also rip it apart. 
Yeah. Uh, but if we want to do that, we can do that. That's fine. Let's do, let's do Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs. I like it. So we're going to do Inglorious Bastards. Yes. And Navy SEALs. Something more modern and then uh, Navy SEALs. Yeah. And it will be, Inglorious will be good because, you know, again, it's a Quentin Tarantino one. And we've already talked about before how he's sort of kissed into doing things that are shocking. Yeah. Or sort of not woke. And, uh, and you know, we'll see. We'll see if he has any kind of stuff on Glorious Bastard. He, there was an, a video clip of him the other day talking about, like, he was making, like, sort of a love letter to the theaters. And I really enjoyed it. And I shared it because, like, I really am so happy that movie theaters are opening up again. Hell yeah. I love going to the movies. I yeah, love yeah. the experience of, like, turning off my cell phone, focusing on a film, the lights go down. We have the lug- we have a little bit of a luxury also in Washington where you know um, you know at least for now they they are I mean for people that are nervous to go back if, yeah. you, if you're vaxxed they you know they do they they are making people in King County anyway show that they're vaxxed as well yep. uh, into a theater now so yep. you know taking off your mask in the theater isn't I mean I do it even though I'm not eating I'm just kind of doing it because I know I'm vaxxed and everyone else is supposed to right. be. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's fucking safe guys. Go back and watch a movie. You're fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, don't fucking just bring your fucking hand sanitizer and your mask. If you feel like it, it's fine. That's cool. But go watch a movie, man. Go watch a fucking movie. Yeah. Get back to some normal life. I went to a car show today. I was downtown and they had the international auto show. I went to that. that was I saw that they were, yeah, I saw them pimping that uh, the other day on the. Um, and they were doing it was cool they gave free test drives to two different cars that i was interested in one was the ford mach e do you know what that is mm-mm. is it an electrical car it's a full electric car it's actually a mustang but they they, shouldn't have, they shouldn't have named it a mustang it's a really uh, bad look uh, it up if you do a ford mach e search right now it looks like a, i'll see if i'll bring it up but the other car i got to test drive was a uh porsche tycon so it's an eighty six thousand dollar porsche that's also electric. Um, okay. Mach E for Mach E. Huh. Yeah. It's almost like a oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, huh. Does that look like a Mustang to you? No. no. I mean, I don't hate the look of it, but I, but I, it looks, a, yeah, I don't hate the look, but um, it doesn't look like it. It looks a little too eggy to me in the back, which I always hate. Yeah. Uh, type in the other one, the Porsche. What is it? Porsche Taycan. Porsche Taycan. Porsche Taycan. Never heard of it, of course. It's a fully electric. It's the first fully electric Porsche. Oh, that wow. That's, 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 that looks very Porsche-like. That's for it's sure. $86,000. and it's $86,000. Chicken it's feed an, for you. Chicken absolute. Feed. Oh, Chicken stop feed it. for Ollie. Not even close. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an absolute rocket ship. I mean, it's I'll send everyone Ollie's address so they can go rob him. <laughs> Brinks truck outside of his house. Yeah. <laughs> not even close buddy i drive a honda <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, yeah man yeah get out there if you can and uh, if you, you know um you know just uh mm. yeah okay let's fucking let's fucking do some shit okay so we're doing inglorious bastards and we're gonna do navy seals navy seals and glorious bastards uh, yeah that's good and you'll get back to me about that other recording thing <laughs> e- yeah yes okay let's just do a oh yeah 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 right 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 Okay, so Nathan, I will see you in hell. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I will see you in hell, man.